But that's actually what you expect with an El Nino. It's not so warm in the southeast. In fact, it's usually a little wetter and cooler than normal. And that's exactly. People in Florida were complaining too that you know it was cool compared to what they're used to. Hi, this is Mark Ruffalo, and you're listening to WGXC 90.7 FM, Acra. Wayfarm respectfully and humbly acknowledges the past, present, and future Indigenous peoples on whose ancestral lands Wayfarm and our radio station, WGXC, operate and broadcast. The Mohicans named themselves the people of the waters that are never still, following their arrival along the Mohicanita the great ebb tide river, also known as the Hudson. The Mohicans stewarded this land over many generations in dynamic communication and interaction with diverse indigenous peoples, including the Haudenosaunee Mohawk and the Muncie Lenape. Mohican descendants today live in communities in Ontario, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma. For further information on Mohican history and the contemporary community of the Stockbridge Muncie Band of Mohican Indians, please visit Mohican.com. WGXE underwriting support is provided by Hawkeye Resilience Advisors, a full-service security, risk, and crisis management company helping local organizations be prepared before, during, and after crisis strike. Hawkeye Resilience helps people make plans before something goes wrong. Business resilience promotes community resilience. For more information, visit HawkeyeResilience.com or call 518-573-9183. Wavefarms WGXE is made possible in part by the generous support of Claire in Akron, New York. WGXE monthly supporters care deeply about Creative Community Radio. Their generosity and investment keep this unique station viable. You too can become a monthly supporter by going to wgxe.org slash donate and establishing a donation at the amount of your choosing. We hope you will do so. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenny. And we're a twice a month radio show here on WGXC where we get on the air to talk about movies. We pick a theme each episode and then we watch movies around that theme and then we get to talking about them. Tonight's episode is a little different for many reasons. But before we tell you about that, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's playing in the theaters right around the area. All right. I'm going to start us off by talking about what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. We have All of Us Strangers. And then coming up this weekend and beyond, The Taste of Things, The Boys in the Boat, Origin, Perfect Days, Babe, Poor Things, and The Teacher's Lounge. And if you're interested in any of those showtimes, you can go to crandalltheater.org. Amazing. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York. Oh, baby, we got <laughs> Dune Part 2. Oh, I forgot it's this weekend. Yeah, it's this weekend. Oh, wow. Bob Marley, One Love, and Wonka is still there. Wow. You can find out more at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. All right, and now we're going to head a little further south to the Upstate Films locations, starting with the Star Cinema, which is the location in Rhinebeck. We have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Taste of Things, Orlando, My Political Biography, The Teacher's Lounge, Simon with Special Guests, don't know who, but you will find out, I bet, Robot Dreams, Perfect Days, The Night Visitors with director Michael Gitlin. And the Oscar-nominated documentary shorts and the Oscar-nominated live-action shorts. Uh, and then heading across the river to the Orpheum Theater, which is the location in Saugerties, we also have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, 
Dune Part 2, The Circulators by Glass Eye Shadow Pictures, Simon with special guests, still, again, uh, director Thomas Piper and special guests, the Oscar-nominated documentary shorts, Drive-Away Dolls, The Zone of Interest, American Fiction, and Hundreds of Beavers. A lot of movies out right now. There <laughs> are upstate. so many movies. <laughs> so if you're interested in any of those and you want more information about them, you should go to upstatefilms.org. Amazing. I'm going to tell you about what's playing at the Spotlight Theater in Hudson, New York. We have Drive-Away Dolls. Ordinary Angels, Land of Bad, uh, Bob Marley, One Love, Madam Webb, Lisa Frankenstein, Argyle, and The Beekeeper. You can find out more by going to thespotlighttheaters.com. All right. And now, last but not least, we're going to talk about what's playing at TSL, also known as Time and Space Limited. So this weekend, we have... Painting the Modern Garden, Monet to Matisse, Anselm, Nostalgia, The Zone of Interest, Perfect Days, uh, and hundred, Hundreds of Beavers. <laughs> hundreds of Beavers. I still haven't looked it up. One of these days, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. not today. Uh, so if you're interested in any of those showtimes or other upcoming events at TSL, you can head on over to timeandspace.org. Amazing. I have one more special thing to oh, tell you about. So at the Avalon Lounge oh, in yeah. Catskill on the 28th of February, Just this Thursday. Month, Thursday. Uh, there's going to be a screening of oh. Phantom of the Paradise. No, I'm sorry. It's wait. The 28th is tomorrow, actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Oops. Wow. <gasps> That's so fun. Oops. oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah. So there's going to be a screening of Phantom of yes. the Paradise tomorrow at uh, the Avalon Lounge in Catskill. Oh, fun. So check it on out. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's, that's all I got for what's going on in the area. So Jenny, what are we talking about tonight? All right. So listeners of the past may know that we are interested in the Oscars because last year we covered them and guess what? This year we're going to cover them again. Absolutely. The Oscars are a mere two weeks away. Uh, they're coming up fast and, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of movies up for awards this year. Just like every year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about them, who, uh, what movies we've seen of the the selection, which of them we like, which of them we hate, yep. uh, which we think should win, which we think will win. Yep. Uh, and so on. So yeah. now is your time. If you are a person who's interested in, uh, you know, if what we think, <laughs> what we think, I know. <laughs> I was like, what? Why would you be interested in this? Um, well, that is the funny thing about these award shows, right? Is um, they feel just absolutely so vapid. Mm -hmm. Yet, I, I, I love the pomp and circumstance of it all. It's so true. The bread and circus works on me. It really works on me. <laughs> I like, I like seeing those looks. Most of the time, I never watch the award shows. Yeah. I just... You know, like someone looking at box scores after a baseball exactly. game. I like to look up who won, who didn't win, and look at those picks of all those cool fits. Uh, yeah, all the all the hot fits on the hot famous people. Yeah. Margot Robbie's been looking great on That's the true. award circuit, wearing all those all her archival Barbie. Barbie outfits. Yeah, totally. Um, so how do you want to get into it? Do you want to just go through the categories and yeah. say who we think will win, or yeah. who's likely to win, and who we want to win i think that's a great idea and then if there's any movies that we want to like pull as we go and be like let's examine this one a little bit more we can do that exactly and i told you i um i i want to ask you oh yeah about once we get to best picture i want to ask you about uh which movie if there's one you would swap out for mm -hmm. another movie of 2023. It's such a Tw good question. Yeah, 2024. 20 yeah. Oh, God. I know. It's so confusing. I do hate... There has to be a better way. 
because it's the 2024 Oscars, but it's for the 2023 movies. I know. It's like <sighs> when I get confused about my taxes. Yeah. Or like the 18th century being the 1700s. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I've always hated that. Makes me slow down and like count in my head. It's so annoying. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. So I guess maybe we'll just go start with Best Picture. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm looking at the New York Times oh, list I see. of everything. I was on the, I was on Oscars.org. So uh, let me move on over. <laughs> All right, so for Best Picture nominees this year, we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. There used to be five nominees. Now there are 10. Now and there it's are 10. Too, it's five too many. It's crazy. In my opinion. <clears throat> so um, I have not seen The Holdovers, Maestro, past lives poor things or the zone of interest mm-hmm. definitely trying to get zone of interest in there before the awards the awards um i just watched american fiction oh, you over did. the weekend mm-hmm. i loved it yeah uh did you watch it i didn't i started it and then um this is a preview for later but i actually i watched the zone of interest first and then like went to go watch another movie and was like i actually can't watch another movie after this i need a break how is zone of interest <laughs> um it's great it's i mean it's harrowing yeah <laughs> it's harrowing yeah. i was gonna say do you want to do american fiction first and then yeah sure yeah. um so american fiction is about a man named uh thelonious ellis ellison elliston uh who goes by monk <laughs> obviously or because yeah. he his first name is that of Thelonious Monk um and he is a writer who is um fed up by like being uh corralled into being like specifically a black writer mm-hmm. like he goes to a Barnes and Noble and he sees his book in like the African American studies section and he's like what the hell Why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> these are just right, regular he's just fiction. a novelist yeah <laughs> um <laughs> And so he base what starts as a joke uh, with his his publisher, he uh, creates a fake. Um, what do you call it when you write under like a pen name or like a persona? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. he uh, creates a fake persona that is uh, an still imprisoned black man. That's like writing a story about like hard life in the ghetto. Yeah. Um, and it's like kind of like a joke goes too far and stuff like that. So I don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderful dark comedy. What I loved about it so much is that so and it's it's also very much a drama. Like that's mm-hmm. like what's in the trailer. Yeah. You know what they're pulling yeah, in totally. with is this comedy. But it's also a story about his family mm-hmm. and their complicated relationship with each other. He he's a very alienated character. Um, not only like alienated by being a black man mm-hmm. in America, but like more so we learn about his alienation as being a, a very like kind of uptight, smart mm-hmm. guy yeah, in totally. his family, um, who has a hard time letting go and being loved yeah. and loving oh, himself. Yeah. So yeah, it's really a story about, um, alienation and, mm-hmm. and relationships and, you know, um, I'm not speaking about it very eloquently, but so there's really wonderful moments of joy in Mm -hmm. this movie um, and sweetness. It's funny and sweet. It really. So as soon as it was over, we were like, man, this movie is just a throwback to the the kind of movies we used to get. Like Mystic Pizza, where it's like, it's sad. It's funny. It's got all Um, the bits. yeah, Yeah. And we're saying how like, you know, when you make a movie like this now, it gets nominated for an Oscar. Right. I don't necessarily think it needs to be nominated for an Oscar. Totally. But now these movies are rare. Right, exactly. We don't they don't they really don't make them like no. they used to. And so when you get like just a well crafted, like thoughtful, interesting dramedy, yeah. it's like great. Yeah. Like ten stars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not at all trying to say that this movie no. isn't worthy of accolades, but you know, if we're thinking of the Oscars as like the, the peak pinnacle, like yeah. high art blah yada yada like which is a problem on its own yeah um yeah it just it stands out now because we don't have as many just well-rounded wonderful totally little vignettes of a life story yeah. like that um 
it's I, sweet and sad and funny. Yeah. It's funny to hear you say this. I'm really excited to watch it. I didn't stop watching it because it wasn't good. I was like, literally, I put it on and like the credits started. And then I was like, I'm not ready to watch another movie right now. <laughs> uh, um, I can't. But you describing it as like just a solid, great like movie like they used to make. Yeah. The other movie in this category that's it, like fits the exact same um like archetype to me is the holdovers Uh, which i also loved but is like is kind of crazy to me that it's like it's in so it's been nominated for so many oscars because i do think it's it's a great movie i like genuinely really loved it it's on my top 10 but like i don't think it's like the best movie of the year by any stretch of the imagination yeah exactly (laughs) like american (laughs) fiction would would be on my top 10 too but yeah it's just It's, it's a funny it's just like a great it's just like a great movie that like i think you know often i will say often the best picture list of like the list of nominees for best picture has a bunch of clunkers in it Mm -hmm. and this year the ones that like would ordinarily take like the clunker section are instead just great movies like i'm feeling pretty good about the the list like there's a couple where i'm like yeah okay yeah but (laughs) but it seems like all the best pictures are great movies yeah totally which is like pretty pretty exciting yeah um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to watch American fiction because it is, there is, it's really hard to recapture that feeling of watching a movie that was made like 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's hard to describe what it is because it feels almost vibe based. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's just like this particular type of like mid budget, really well acted, really well written like slice of life story yeah. where like you just don't really get that as much these days or if you do it's like fully on the indie circuit there's exactly. it doesn't get the like um the big Release. like re- right like an actual movie theater movie yeah um exactly i think yeah so that formula is maybe um you like <clears throat> it is a slice of life but there's some element of it that is a sli- slightly mm. larger than life yeah, like absolutely. the comedy in this is yeah. it's not unrealistic but it is like oh man right right like, like there's Uh-oh. like the premise that gets you yeah. to like get you to get you into the theater exactly. you know and then it prevents you it presents you with like you know the earnest the sad the thoughtful comedy that also has you know yeah actual moments of levity but also moments of true sadness yeah and like you know hits the whole spectrum exactly and it's it's uh like wonderfully critical yeah totally it's very yeah it's obviously makes a lot of great jokes about anxious white people <laughs> around black people yeah. um yeah it's it's great uh so yeah watched american fiction yeah. still haven't seen the holdovers yeah i also love jeffrey wright and i'm so glad that he's like getting some nominations i know this isn't i don't think this is his year to win because there's too many heavy hitters yeah I, I, when you're going up against uh oppenheimer and killers of the yeah. flower moon i don't think you yeah i don't know uh maybe the script or it's based on a book it's based on a book yeah, yeah. uh sterling k brown is in a mm-hmm. absolutely love yeah. tracy ellis ross also i believe mm-hmm. yeah i know it's got it's got like a really stacked cast it does yeah it does it's really fun yeah um yeah but yeah i can't wait for jeffrey wright to get his um rightful oscar in like 20 years yeah oh, <laughs> i man. hope it's sooner than that uh, and like <laughs> uh, love a story about like some form of um selling out yeah you know oh, god yeah Which for I guess, real like oppenheimer's <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> wow like, true <laughs> I, like i'm just gonna say it yeah. wow <laughs> sell out yeah um yeah yeah like, feeling complicated about the mark you want to leave on the world and yeah whatever. it's great totally um, love it i know i'm really excited to watch it because i do love just love a good solid movie it's so nice i miss them i miss Ugh. i missed it so much they're back baby and that's cinema's exactly back the feeling that <laughs> yeah. i felt when the credits rolled i was like oh man what a nice feeling what a great flick to just watch a movie that's got a little bit of it all yeah such sweet oh oh such sweet parts yeah all right so I don't think American fiction will win best picture. Mm-mm. Uh I would love I also don't think that Barbie belongs no, there. No, I don't think Barbie belongs all. there either. Um I strongly agree with that. That would be my my bottom mm-hmm. like if I were to kick somebody off of the best picture island. Yeah, same. Barbie would be my sorry, first Barbie. choice. I'm sorry Barbie. But I I mean the thing about Barbie <laughs> is and we've talked about it extensively so we don't need to go on but like I do think it's it's a film that has 
so many interesting things about it, but they're not like this. It's it's worse or I don't, I'm like trying to do like the sum of its parts thing. Yeah. Like I think there's parts of it that are incredible. Like, yeah. for example, the sets, the costuming, all of the like, um, I don't know. Like there's just things about it that are, are really great. Yes. And then there's things about it that I'm like, it's just a great movie. It's just yeah. like a regular movie. That's well, like exactly. fun to watch. And that's totally fine. But yeah. I don't think it needs to be like held up as like the apex. Of- exactly. And I think American <laughs> fiction is a way better movie. Mm. And I also am like, I don't think American fiction needs to be nominated for best picture. Right. And Barbie. Yeah. is like super cute and fun. Yeah. Doesn't need to be there. No, and there's and this was a year with great movies. So exactly. Wait. So how did you tell me more about Zone of Interest? Okay. So Zone of Interest is a movie that's really hard to talk about. I've been thinking about it a lot because I'm like, how do I, how do I go about this? So if you're not familiar, Zone of Interest is a movie that's getting a lot of um, like media attention right now because I think it's recently it's it's become available to watch. Um, it is directed by Jonathan Glazer, who uh, hasn't directed very many movies, but is is a fave of ours because his most recent film um, was uh, Under the Skin, which is the movie with Scarlett Johansson from like, I don't know, it's like 2013 or something. Yeah. Or 2015. Something, the Man something Takes like that. His Time. The Man Takes His Time. Um, the one before that, the only other movie, I'm pretty sure. No, there's another one called Birth that I haven't seen. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. That's been on my list forever. Yeah, totally. You know what that movie's about? Something with Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah, it's her husband dies and then a little boy shows up at her door and is like, I'm your husband oh reincarnated. Oh, he's such, Jonathan Glazer is such freak. a freak and he's so good at making movies like that are just absolutely freaky but like yeah. are so good yeah the other one which we've talked about on the show before is sexy beast um which we both love which is an incredible heist movie with uh, a really annoying guy with a really like, annoying that's what it's about yeah. it's yeah. like a bully yeah basically. yeah totally um so zone, the zone of interest is a movie that is based on a book by martin amos and it's um about the real life people who um Rudolph Haas, who uh, was like in charge of Auschwitz, basically, and he and his wife wife lived in uh, a house directly adjacent to the camps. Um, so it takes place in the 40s in Germany or in Poland, rather. Um, and it's entirely from the perspective of the perpetrators of like this atrocity. Yeah. So it's a lot of it is just about um, he and his wife you know, tending to their house, tending to their beautiful garden while uh, this horrible soundscape is happening at the same time. Mm. Uh, And it's incredibly well made. It's like a really, really uh, harrowing, like intense movie to watch, but you don't see very much. And that's partially why it works so well is because it's it's I just listened to an interview with Jonathan Glazer where he was talking about like the problem of how to depict an atrocity mm-hmm. sort of and how he was like determined to not visually depict it, but instead use the soundscape and the sound direction to evoke what's happening because everybody knows. Yeah. You know, we, like we know you yeah. you conjure the images in your head even without seeing them. Um, and it's really about this, like, you know, the 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 fascist desire to like have a nuclear family and like tend to your garden and like compartmentalize and like like not think about what's going on and just like live your little life in your idyllic German or your idyllic Polish like yeah. countryside house. Yeah, um, this is a great way to portray an atrocity. Yeah, because that's part of a a, hu- a really important part of atrocity is not just the actual event mm-hmm. itself but those who are who are perpetrating it and ignoring it yeah and who are like complicit and pretending fully that and life is normal absolutely <laughs> and it's like so it's a really um yeah it's just a really tricky needle to thread that i think he threads pretty perfectly like from my perspective um i found it to be very moving and very hard to watch but like not um, you know, there's some movies that are hard to watch where you're like, I that was really bad and I had a really bad time. Yeah. <laughs> and this one like I did have a bad time, but it wasn't um 
because the movie was bad. Right. Was, yeah, yeah, totally. It. Uh, I found it to be really compelling and like just really well made. Uh, but yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I won't talk too much more about it because it is also brand new. But um, it's something that's kind of interesting is that the woman who plays Hedwig Haas is Sandra Huller, yeah. who is also the main character or the main actress in uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. And she's great in both. She's like, and it's incredible because she's playing such a different, I mean, that's what actors do, but she's playing such a different character. But it's like, I never knew about her. Yeah, totally. these movies. Yeah. And now so, she's in two best pictures. Yeah, totally. Two best picture nominees. And, um, and she's great. In both of them. And she there's uh, another interesting thing I learned from this interview that I listened to is that um, in order to kind of like Jonathan Glazer was really nervous about like he didn't want to humanize them, but he so and like kind of like try to like find their perspective without like making them performing and like capital P performing. And so the. All of the interior shots in the house were um, unmanned cameras. So they were either like hidden cameras or like a camera just set up without an operator. So the actors would just be like acting for 10 minutes and like each take was just like they would just be going about their, you know, obviously like going from the script, but just kind of like moving about the room and like actually interacting with each other and trying to like embody these people in this way that's like less glamorized yeah you know yeah like more like actually like living in the skin of these people yeah um and so it just and it really does evoke that like it has a very it's very realistic in a way that is like incredibly hard to watch yeah. like it almost feels like a documentary in some uh, ways yeah dang um brutal let's move on to another category but before we do uh, we got to talk about WGXC. We do. Oh my God. I almost I forgot. Know, I That's know. crazy. I got so swept away. In I the did magic too. Of the I got so excited to talk about the movies, but, um, we have to talk about WGXC because right now we're in the midst of the lucky 13 pledge drive here at WGXC 90.7 FM, Acre Hudson Catskill. It's lucky 13 because this is the 13 year anniversary. It sure is. Um, so We do pledge drives periodically here on WGXC because this is an independent radio station. That means it's not operated and owned by a corporation because, you know, F corporations. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. Yeah, man. Don't tell me what to play or say. No way, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about here on the radio. And that's a wonderful thing about WGXC is that it gives a voice to literally everybody. That's its whole idea. That is the idea that it was began with um and in order to keep it that way in order to keep this radio station independent and functioning and a place for everyone's voice we need money yeah it's we true. need money it from you cash. um this is also exciting because it's the only time uh we get to legally talk about you giving us money <laughs> on the airwaves um the fcc won't allow it unless it's for pledge yeah. drives so please 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 uh, give us a hand over here at WGXC. You can go to WGXC.org slash donate and become a sustaining supporter. You can make a one-time donation, but we do encourage becoming a sustaining supporter. You can give as little as $5 a month, uh, and it helps keep us on the airwaves and so many other wonderful programmers who are doing you know excellent music shows, talk shows, all sorts of like local news uh, this is a really completely invaluable resource. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. WGXC is so special. It feels like, you know, when things feel really bleak in the world, I like to remember that WGXC ex- exists and it's like we do still have the power of community and the power of connecting with each other over the airwaves. Um, you know, anyone who wants a radio show or wants to be on the radio, wants to have their voice heard, can call into WGXC, leave a, me- a message, we'll play it over the air. Um, you know, WGXC plays Democracy Now! every morning. It plays local news segments every day, m- multiple times a day. You know, where else are you going to hear the better weather? Oh, my god. It's the gosh. only place I'm going to hear the better the weather. The better weather is like everyone's favorite show. Because it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> now I get to know how many sunspots there are every day. It's so exciting. I never knew before. I didn't know. Um, like Jenny said, you can call the station. You can even call right now if you wanted to. You can call to donate at the Pledge Drive number, which is 518 619 
Or you can call us and talk to us at 518-828-0290. So exciting. But please. <laughs> we'll have to figure out how to answer it. But we'll exactly. Do it. Yeah. We're not sure how to answer it, but it's very interesting. Yeah. And I want to see what happens if you call us. <laughs> but please, once again, that web address is wgxc.org slash donate. Become a sustaining supporter. We both are. Mm-hmm. And we are better people. I think, so. I think so. I think so. As soon as I became a sustaining supporter, like my pores got smaller mm-hmm. and my skin started glowing mm-hmm. and my hair got thicker and fuller. Yep. Um, and I look really hot. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> I've actually like never gotten a flat tire because I'm a WGXC sustaining supporter. It's so true. It's like really crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, yeah, we can't, yeah. we can say it as many, <laughs> in many ways, as many times, but. Um, it really is important to keep WGXC running, running smooth and good and it's true. up on the airwaves. Um, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of independent radio mm-hmm. left in our area. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we do have some wonderful stations, but we want to keep those around too. So yeah. donate to radio. Yeah. Radio is so Invest. important. It's such a, I mean, it's such a wonderful medium it's also arguably the coolest one yeah it's definitely Mm. the sexiest do you want people to think you're like really cool then you should become a wgxc sustaining supporter there's also i believe like cool some cool merch available some t-shirts oh definitely some tote bags yeah i I like to wear my wgxc t-shirts out into the world and then people are like whoa yeah who is that what's that on your shirt exactly (laughs) it's just it looks really cool (laughs) um yeah, I drink coffee out of my WGXC mug. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Yeah, stylish. So once again, head on over to WGXC.org slash donate and make a donation today or become a sustaining supporter, which we really encourage as little as $5 a month. It goes a long way. It really does. I often... Uh, organizations that are the most strapped for cash are the best at, at uh, extending it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, true. It's like true. doing a lot with just a little. It's true. And they really do. Um, and of course, again, just cons- constantly giving back to the yeah, community. Totally. It's such a special place. I do. I. It's there aren't a lot of places where you can be like, I genuinely 100 support 100% support this thing yeah. but I w- absolutely feel that way about WGSC. oh my god yeah talking about wanting to talk about wanting to give your money to something mm-hmm. that like isn't evil even a little bit yeah that's like hard to find it's really hard to find that's so hard to find <laughs> yeah. this is you know? pure pure goodness yeah oh yeah so head on over right now pull out your phone wgxc.org slash donate and thank you as always for listening it's always a pleasure to have you with us um we hope that you continue to be a part of wgxc's uh you know community exactly there's a bright future ahead it you know yeah yeah on the airwaves it's good stuff it's good stuff yeah all right so before we leave best picture jenny who do you think's gonna win and who do you want to win I am of two minds. I kind of think, honestly, I kind of think Killers of the Flower Moon is going to win. I like, I was really wavering on it for a while because it is, you know, the Oscars famously pretty anodyne. They're not always picking um, movies that have any political bite to them at all. Nope. But or they're, if they do, it's ones that are like, it's okay. All white people aren't bad. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> white people learned, and isn't that great? Or it's like, or it's exclusively just about war is bad. Isn't war hell? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Did like, you guys know? Like, slavery ended, and war is hell are like the, the two, two messages they yeah. love. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, wow. Racism is over. Racism is over, and I don't know if you know this, but works really bad for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, damn, totally. So I guess at least we're getting some more complex ones yeah. on those matters. That's what I mean. I was I'm pleasantly surprised by this year's inclusion of things like the zone of interest, which is also like a little bit experimental. You yeah, know? like it has some scenes in it that are a little. Um, I don't know they're not they're not usual for a big budget film and so it's interesting to see that something like that which is also like extremely explicitly political of course which yeah. in in a in a category that the oscars does tend to recognize for sure like world war ii movies holocaust movies but is like 
a pretty, I mean, I think a pretty biting film for sure. Like it does not pull any punches. And then similarly with Killers of the Flower Moon, which is extremely critical Mm -hmm. of the United States and also white people. (laughs) Um, The thing that I think, so I I was wavering on it because I was like, ooh, is Killers of the Flower Moon too political to win the Oscars? But I think it's like two Oscar voters removed enough from yes. the present moment. It's also made for a white audience. It is absolutely made for a white audience. You know, for um, sure. which is a really good and important critique yeah. of that movie to read into. Um, it's still, I think, a great movie. Yeah, but it was absolutely. also made for me. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I think. I was between that and Oppenheimer winning. I think that, but I, I'm leaning back towards Killers of the Flower Moon winning. Yeah, I, I want Killers of the mm-hmm. Flower Moon to win. I do think it is clearly between Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, predictions on the internet say Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I kind of think Oppenheimer might win. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, I do really want it to be Killers yeah, of the Flower Moon. Same. The thing that always helps me to remember what will most likely win at the Oscars is like the movie that does like the most, like, yeah. <laughs> like goes the hardest, or, or like no, n- yeah, but like um, like usually best acting is given to the actor who does the most acting. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's not necessarily like the best or most subtle acting. No. It's like oh, you acted like big, yeah, you did a lot of big acting, yeah, and like same with like costumes. It's like always a historical drama wins because it's like oh, they did the most costumes, yeah, yeah. not like the most interesting or the best or the most like technically advanced just but like the the most the most costumey the most costume <laughs> um all right we got best director oh, nominated we have jonathan glazer for zone of interest yorgos lanthimos for poor things christopher nolan for oppenheimer martin scorsese for killers of the flower moon and justine triette for anatomy of a fall um i think nolan is gonna win mm-hmm. for oppenheimer yeah. Uh, and I have not seen Poor Things or Zone of Interest, so I can't really speak to who I think I want to win. Um, as far as like actual directing out of the ones I've seen, I guess I would say Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like I, I think that Killers of the Flower Moon is, is brilliantly directed mm-hmm. but as far as outstanding mm-hmm. in that craft yeah totally um i don't know i yeah. i know it's really hard to say i often like for me i like to kind of spread out like what like who i want to win it's in a just world you would have you know an even spread instead of often like one movie sweeps at the oscars and mm-hmm. it's like well no you know give um Jonathan Glazer directing and then give Martin Scorsese best picture and mm-hmm. then give Oppenheimer best effects or like best acting in a perfect you know, world in a perfect world we would spread it out but that's not usually no, what happens it's like Oppenheimer's probably going to sweep Oppenheimer is probably going to sweep the more i think about it because it's also like it is and Nolan hasn't gotten one Nolan hasn't gotten has he he's gotten an oscar for something surely i don't think so. i think he's got a bunch of technical oscars oh well that makes sense but this is like yeah the big he's G. definitely not gotten a directing <laughs> oscar for sure for sure yeah i could see that that's also like oppenheimer was such a moment and so it's like also at the oscars i feel like the mo- like there's only like two or three movies that like everybody has seen and those are also the ones that win mm-hmm. so like i don't think that many people have seen the zone of interest exactly <laughs> think, it like, also just came out it just came out um and then and also well but you know people who are in the industry yes, saw it that's last true fall. that's true um and like poor things i really liked but it's definitely not yoros lanthimos's best movie by any stretch of the imagination yeah. so i'm kind of like doesn't make any sense for him to win also it's like a pretty weird movie yeah <laughs> it's so a pretty funny. weird one that's another funny <laughs> one for best picture yeah i don't think that justine triette will win because no. um not very w- many women win directing Oscars. Yeah, I don't Heartbreaking. Think, you hate yeah, to see it. I do think Nolan's going to win and I I don't have enough information to say who I want yeah. to win, sadly. Yeah, totally. I think um, I have seen all of these movies. Um, I don't know who I... Because directing feels like such a weird thing to quantify to me yeah. as a viewer. I'm like, I don't know what you did. I know, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but it's like I, when, well, when you're talking about doing the most, it yeah. is Nolan. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he is also. I do. I mean, I really respect his direction. Yeah, I feel like all of these movies are well directed, which is like 
not always the case. It's true. In the Oscars. This is a pretty good year. It is like, a pretty good year. Like, usually you get a bunch of stinkers in there. It's like, true. last year we had the whale. Don't forget. <laughs> I won't let you forget. <laughs> and also All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> We're so lucky this year, actually. We are. Like it's I won't, I won't be upset if bangers. any of these people win. Like, that's the thing is that usually there's one or two where I'm like, oh, God, I hope they don't win. But all of these, I'm like, I'd be happy with no, any of these people. True. They all deserve that's, it. That's a really good point. This yeah. year is like kind of an all-star year. It's pretty good. Um. All right. Best Actor. <gasps> Ooh. We got Bradley Cooper nominated for Maestro. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. It's going to be Killian Murphy in a landslide. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. No one has seen any Again, of these other your, movies. Your, your uh, <laughs> yardstick of d- doing the quote most <laughs> yeah. is really good. Yeah, it really helps. And um, <laughs> yeah, Killian Murphy is going to win. Although I would argue that Bradley Cooper is doing the most out of this category. <gasps> I have not seen Maestro. I haven't either. But the clips that I've seen from it, like Killian Murphy is giving a pretty subtle performance in Oppenheimer. Yeah. IMO. Yeah. Um, yeah. As an Oppenhead. <laughs> Yeah, Jenny, Jenny's the resident. I also do. I, mean, I love Killian Murphy. I've loved that guy for like twenty years. He's he's not gotten anything either. He's right? not. And I don't know that he's ever even been nominated. Yeah, like, they probably want to give him for? something. Yeah. I think he will win. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. Have not seen Maestro, Rustin, or the Holdovers. Yeah. I'm really coming in with not a lot of good info. I mean, it's one of those things where I thought about watching Maestro, but it's over two hours long. <laughs> and I was I'm like, just not interested. I know. I don't care. I hear it's like fine because it's about. Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. Any other musicals? Yeah. But conducting for sure. Yeah. Also probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Two dunces. (laughs) This is why we're We should have done this This off the air. This is why we're movie guys and not theater guys. Uh. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I think I feel like a lot of these movies are movies that like no one has seen. (laughs) So I I just don't think. Like I don't know anything about Rustin. I just looked it up last night because I was like, what is this? I like Coleman Coleman Domingo. It's about Bayard Rustin, who is a poet who um, was a big part of the civil rights movement. Oh, but uh, the movie's supposed to be really bad. Everybody says the movie's really bad. It's on Netflix. It was like a straight to Netflix oh, movie. No. Um, and so I was going to watch it, but it was it got a bunch of bad reviews that were like, this is a waste of Colton Domingo's talents oh. and also like a waste of an incredible story about oh, like Bayard Rustin, yeah. who's like a cool guy. Dang, <laughs> yeah, that so, sucks. Because I was going to watch it because I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's interesting. I'm like interested in that. But yeah, I heard it's not very good. Um. Yeah, so I do think it's going to be Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. I never met um, J. Robert Oppenheimer, so I don't know like how well, <laughs> um, how well like closely matched Killian Murphy's character was to the IRL guy. So, well, like, I think you should probably just stop talking then before you embarrass yourself. <laughs> no, it's true, Amanda. I can't believe you're the only person on the earth who hasn't met you. I like don't know him. It's so crazy. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think even like um, outside, out, like you know, a biopic is always a complicated. Um, you know, it's like a thorny thing to navigate where yeah. like you want to do a good job representing the person, but you also don't want to be a caricature. And no. and to me, like his character in Oppenheimer is very he's like a, he's like a fully realized person to yeah. me. And um, he has got he's got a lot of depth and Killian Murphy is great at acting. Yeah, this is actually just a, a you know, a, a retroactive Oscar for all of his other performances in such films as 28 Days Later and yeah. The Wind That Shakes the Way Barley. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, best actress. We have Annette Benning nominated for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. I think it's going to be Lily Gladstone. I think so too. She's already won a couple other ones. Yeah. I think it was like That's the prediction as well. Yeah. I know there was a, there was a little bit of competition between her and Emma Stone. Like I think a lot of people were we're estimating Emma Stone earlier on hmm. in the awards season, hmm. um, which is kind of surprising to me because, well, that is a most acting movie. She's doing the most. In yeah. I, so there's like some, I didn't see Nyad, but there's like some little part of me that would imagine right. like Annette Benning being mm-hmm. a close one. Cause it's like, she's 
older and it's like also a biopic about a strong woman <laughs> they um, love to give a legacy oscar to a person for like one of their bad performances exactly later. that's exactly yeah. why i'm like oh it's you know like yeah, yeah totally. they want to just yeah. give it a, it's a participation award it's so possible i do think i think and hope that lily gladstone will win because exactly. she is so good yep what i think and what i want align on this yeah one, same very much so all right same best supporting actor we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. I kind of, the predictions say Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. I do kind of think that will happen. Yeah, he's won a couple already. Um, I guess I would rather Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, I think... It's hard to say. I think I like Robert De Niro's performance better, but it is like, I won't deny it's that hammy. it was, it's hammy. And I, well, yeah, he's like a cartoon villain. He's like twirling his mustache. He's wearing those like funny little goggles. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. He really is a cartoon villain. In it. He's like the most evil man <laughs> to ever walk the earth. <laughs> um, but I do, I I really I think it's contextually Robert Downey Jr. is interesting because it's been so long since we've seen him act in a real movie that it was yeah. like really genuinely exciting to see him act in Oppenheimer. It but was that's not a good reason to give somebody an Oscar. I, it's that same participation <laughs> award yeah, thing where totally. it's, I'm also like, thank God you're out of the uh, the Iron Man irons. Uh, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> he has been freed. You've been freed. <laughs> and now you can go back to being regular. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, and I do think he did a good job yeah i just i'm just such an often hater it's, you're an often hater dude i feel like this is not a great i don't this is a category where i'm kind of like yeah these are all fine but like none of them rocked my world yeah like, i feel like there's a better one out there and again oh. sterling k brown and in, in american fiction is great but because of how i feel about that movie just being such a well-rounded great movie yeah like, totally his performance is great but it's not necessarily like the most yeah i just i just remembered that i did write down already who i wanted for i can't i don't know the differentiation between main actor and supporting actor i always have a hard time with when it's like an ensemble cast i know but my two votes actually for best supporting actor of the year one would be for charles melton and may december because he's amazing in that movie oh yeah he's so good and i think he's technically supporting because the main two are yes julian moore I'm, i'm quite sure and um Natalie Portman and then the other person who I would choose is Tao Yu who is the he plays the love interest in past lives and he's so good he is like just incredible he breaks my heart it's so good see there we go those are my two those are two people who I feel like enthusiastically like they are amazing (laughs) whereas the other people on this list I'm like yeah they're fine they're great Mark Ruffalo is really funny in four things but he's doing like he is doing so much acting he's doing like an insane comedy bit which it seems like that's (laughs) the idea yeah totally um Sorry, I just realized I had to add a couple things to the movies that I watched of 2023 list. Um, yeah, it's true. There's, well, well, we have no May December representation. Yeah, I think here. it got a, a, a nominee for writing. I want to say for script. Okay, okay. How do you feel about um, no Iron Claw? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a little crazy. I know because. To use your most theory again, that movie really has a lot of boys doing their very best. It really does. And a lot. Yeah. Um, like that that feels like more of an Oscar y mm-hmm. movie it does. to me than Barbie or American fiction. Absolutely. It's so much more biopic. I mean, it's a biopic and it also is like very um, you know, the saga of a family. It's mm-hmm. got yeah, it has like it's got Oscar written all over it. it what really happened? Does. What, what happened? happened to the campaign? <sighs> Iron Claw. Iron Claw. Pretty that, solid. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We watched it together. And we did. We did. <laughs> Didn't think it was like an amazing movie, no. but it was totally the kind of movie I would expect to see on this Oscar bait. Yeah, for sure. Um, best Supporting Actress, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. I think Divine Joy Randolph will win. That is the prediction as well. She's also definitely the best out of this list. 
I like I think Emily Blunt actually does a great job in Oppenheimer. She doesn't yeah. like rock my world usually, except in Edge of Tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah same, same, same. Um but I think she's pretty good in Oppenheimer in a movie that's like uh requires her to do a lot to kind of like yeah. stand out. Yeah. Um and I think she does. <laughs> but the rest of these I haven't seen the color purple. I mean, neither. I also haven't seen Nyad, but I hear Nyad's not good, so I'm not going to watch it. I'm not terribly interested in <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I love Jody. Yes, but of course. She's got one, right? Uh, surely Science for Sons of the Lambs. Lambs. Yeah, surely. Does she also have. Um, does she have any. Does, did she get any when she was a kid? Oh, she for like Taxi, taxi driver? driver? Maybe. I don't know. Is I she like s- the record of the youngest person? She might be. She, I just feel like she probably, she probably has a kid, Oscar. I don't know. <laughs> oh, those kid Oscars. You know, they gave me an Oscar was a little smaller. <laughs> well, okay, so actually, if we can give Oscars to kids, mm-hmm. that's who I want for the supporting kid actor. Anatomy the of kid a fall. from Anatomy of a Fall. Mm, he's so good. That's who I want. Yeah, he's, he's so good. He's not on the good. list at all, but that's yeah. who I want. They so rarely nominate children. Although, that's the kid from Room, didn't, didn't he win? I don't maybe, know. I don't know maybe. if he won. I don't know. <laughs> every, once, every once in a while, you get a kid thrown in the mix. That movie is so stupidly depressing it's really depressing <laughs> why would you make a movie about that <laughs> why would you make a movie about i'm just that? like if you're gonna nominate movies like that you might as well just add horror movies yeah to the oscars it's true honestly i'm it's like time. that is that movie is anyways it's time to open the door to horror movies with the oscars. Like, if you're gonna do horrendous stuff like yeah. that put the gross stuff into yeah yeah and it's like not based on history right totally which is gross and hor- horrendous <laughs> right, right right totally and, and a horror show yeah. like if you're gonna well Silence of the lambs is a horror movie yeah. that won so also get out yeah that's every true. once in a while one slips through it's true we <laughs> every once in a while we get lucky <laughs> um <laughs> all right we got best original screenplay anatomy of a fall the holdovers may december maestro and past lives Original screenplay, May December. Haven't seen it. I want that one to win. It's so good. The screenplay for May December is amazing. Um, I think it should win. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't. I love Past Lives. Past Lives is one of my maybe even my favorite movie from last year. Yeah. Um, but that is a movie that is all about the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Like it is every single part of it works really well together. But like the script doesn't isn't like May December is like walking an insane tightrope. That yeah. is. So it's one of those ones where like you watch it and you like, I don't even know that much about script writing, but I just know that it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> I'm excited to see yeah, it. It's so good. Um All right. Let's Who's we next? just your your list is different from mine, so I'm letting all you right, take me there. So we have adapted screenplay. We 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 don't have a lot of time left, so I'm trying oh, to true. select you know. All right, adapted screenplay. American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, poor things, zone of interest. Um it's going to be in these categories that I think they're going to give stuff to Barbie. Yeah. I can see American fiction winning for this one mm-hmm. or zone of interest winning for this one mm-hmm. where I feel like, you know, they sometimes when they ignore the biggins yeah, and totally. the other big categories, they try to like throw, throw some of these, throw them a bone. So I'd love to see American fiction. Winning yeah, this totally. One. Uh, yeah. I'm with you on that. Especially because what, from what I hear, a lot of these like poor things, the zone of interest, the other three I couldn't speak to, but both of those I hear are incredibly different from the source material. Well, I guess, but I guess that's part of the adaptation. Nah. Well, that's, never mind. Yeah. Okay, what I said. And what is Barbie <laughs> adapted from? Like a doll? The concept of Barbie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it's just like it's, you know, it's an existing IP. Yeah. You know, that's why it's <clears throat> funny. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Animated feature The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and Robot Dreams. It should absolutely be The Boy and the Heron. No I question. still haven't seen it. That may makes so much sense to me i feel like if anything spider-man will be the competitor Mm, that's true the thing that's frustrating well i don't know i mean i don't know enough about who wins animated but like the boy and the heron is such a complicated movie that it feels like it should honestly just be like in best picture right you know like it (laughs) with with usually the nominees for animated feature they're it's usually kind, movies for kids. Exactly. Yeah. But not all animated movies are made for right. kids. Which so. is why it's like really insane that they're all crammed into the same category because it's, it's like silly. I have heard I hear that Across the Spider-Verse is great and I'm sure it's like, you know, I I've, I saw the first one and it's like so beautifully animated yeah. and such a like great, you know, piece of artwork. But like The Boy and the Heron is such a like mature, complicated movie with like really 
kind of like wild esoteric themes yeah and um and it just feels like it feels so crazy that that's in the same category as like elemental it's like, yeah what? yeah right like come on man <laughs> like it just it's so that's why this this show is so stupid right. not our show yeah, the, the oscars, the oscars. <laughs> it is just like it's so insane to try and categorize these things and it yeah it just it feels like a fool's errand <laughs> it really does it really does but yeah, the like boy I, and the heron is de- definitely going to win. I almost wish they went by genre, like the yeah. Grammys or something. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah. like where it's like best new pop album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like totally. I wish they best did drama. like yeah, well, best that's... adult animated feature. Or, totally. Like, yeah, and I think that's also ch- absolutely true for like acting performances too, because like they're being doing a comedic performance is very different from giving a dramatic yeah. performance, and yeah. it's like really weird to compare them. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like which like one's taking the SATs? Yes, like stupid. why? It's <laughs> dumb. Yeah, how can you? It's so dumb. We're gonna watch it anyways. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, production design, Barbie. Oh yeah, Barbie's one. Costume design, one. Barbie. I think. Barbie's great. I'm also kind of like poor things. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe production design is poor things and costume is Barbie because Barbie's so much about literally the costumes. It's true. But I do think the like, archival outfits. I think that so much like the favorite part of the movie. For definitely. Everyone. But I also think like Barbie, so much of that is about the sets and the sets are all practical. Yeah. And poor things, a lot of the sets are, well, maybe they're practical, but a lot of it's a lot of it is like CGI, um, like world. Like yeah. that's more like cinematography or like yeah or like mise-en-scene or something i don't know that's not a category though but (laughs) i don't know it's hard to say i think that the two of them will be neck and neck yeah i think barbie might take both of them yeah barbie probably will take both of them i in my in my dreams poor things would win costumes because i love the costumes in that movie yeah all right we're getting down to these littles littles cinematography and editing cinematography we got El Conde, which I have not don't seen. Don't know. Don't never heard of her. Uh, what is that one about again? I don't remember. I don't know. I genuinely have not heard of it. I've heard it. of it, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. That's a so maybe maybe Poor Things will get cinematography and then Barbie will get production design. Yeah, that could be go. it. There Although, like, I don't know. Maybe Poor Things isn't going to win anything. It is a really weird movie. <laughs> I know it. It totally <laughs> might be entirely ignored. Yeah. Like, is it? Is it the um, Triangle of Sadness of <laughs> yeah, this year? Yeah, of twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. El Condes is a horror movie. Oh yeah, what? it's um, it's about a um. A dictator who's a oh. vampire, <gasps> a Chilean dictator. So it's really a story about dictatorship, but he's he's like a vampire that lives oh, forever. Oh, so. I recognize the poster now that I'm looking. Exactly. Well, that sounds exactly, fun. Exactly. Right. It I want to watch fun. that. <laughs> it's been on my list for yeah. a while. I hear I hear it's okay, but like yeah, watching. classic. Um, all right. Uh, four minutes left, but you know, editing. <laughs> Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killer of the Flower Moon, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. If it were me, I'd vote for Anatomy of a Fall. Me too. If it were me? Or Killers of the Flower Moon. Moon. I like the way that movie is edited. I think the story unfurls well. Yeah, I agree. That really is all about the editing. It is. And doesn't doesn't Martin Scorsese still work with the same woman who's been working with him for like years and years? Oh, I have no idea. I think so. I got to look up her name. That makes sense. But um, there's like a smart move. Like she's also she also cut. Um, edited Goodfellas and stuff. Like she's like she's been working with him for years. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that again, Mama. that makes sense. Like if you'd want, you'd want someone who knows your vision so well. Yeah, totally. I gotta look up her name because it's important. Thelma Schoonmaker. Yeah, nice. totally oh, amazing. All right, so I'm gonna we got makeup and hairstyling. Barbie's not in there. That's crazy. <laughs> um, poor things might get it. Yeah, we got Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. Maybe Society of the Snow because it's gross. Maybe um, Maestro because they did all that stuff to Bradley Cooper's face. I didn't. I didn't know they did. Yeah, it's like very subtle. They like gave him a bigger nose. And it's like, like when they get um, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the Bruce Willis forehead, and yes, Looper. Exactly. It's so good. Exactly. It's my favorite. Yeah. Just give him a subtle Bruce Willis forehead. Just like a subtle. Yeah. Um, um, okay, here we go. Here's the fun stuff. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. We've got the creator, which is fine. 
but fun maestro mission impossible dead reckoning part one baby give it an oscar <laughs> oppenheimer and the zone of interest probably zone, the zone of, of interest, interest should win, should win but, you know but, i would be fine with a mission impossible dead reckoning part one winning <laughs> a great film uh, all right so maybe we'll do visual effects and, and then, then we'll just talk a little bit more about yeah. how you should give money to wgx yeah. before we get out of here visual effects we have the creator godzilla minus one mm. guardians of the galaxy volume three <laughs> mission impossible dead reckoning part one and napoleon wow <laughs> i'm here for mission impossible or godzilla obviously i hope that godzilla gets it maybe the creator will it mm-hmm. does look really good it's true the although creator looks very good i feel like usually the weird little technical categories they give it to a historical movie so i'm like maybe it's, it's napoleon napoleon <laughs> yeah. it's probably napoleon <laughs> all right uh, this all has right. been a joy <laughs> so um please visit our instagram dim the lights with jenny and amanda because we have a really exciting thing to tell you and to share with you that we can't share on the airwaves yeah but it's a fun a fun opportunity oscar related activity uh so get at us at dim the lights with jenny and amanda on instagram uh this has been dim the lights with jenny and amanda here on wgxc 90.7 fm sure has and sure is and we can't say it